Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and change agent here, and you're listening to episode 79 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to support entrepreneurial couples, people in business partnership, and anyone looking for more tips, tools, and strategies to add to the quality of your life. So welcome to episode 79, uh, entitled Romantic Relationships and Boundaries. Um... I get quite a lot of requests and queries uh, relative to boundaries, not just in terms of our um, personal relationships, but also in business. So I thought it was about time to do another episode on boundaries. It's a big area, um, so I'm certainly not going to be able to cover everything. But if we can give you a few tips that will help you a little bit, then um, I think uh, the episode will be well worth it. So um, if we're looking at the idea of boundaries... Um, fundamentally, um, you know, when, when we're talking about a, a setting a boundary, you know, it's the difference between what is okay and acceptable and what isn't okay and isn't acceptable when it comes uh, to, to ourselves. Um, so there are physical boundaries of what's okay and appropriate relative to touch, sexual and non-sexual. Um, and then, of course, intellectual and emotional boundaries. We, we have an expectation of what's okay and not okay in terms of how people speak to us and address us. Um, And then also um, consideration for our emotional responses. Um, Where things get tricky is, of course, everyone comes from a different family system. Everyone has different ideas about what is okay and what isn't okay. And we can get into some real gray areas when we partner up with someone, they, they become very significant and meaningful to us. And Mostly when people are asking about, you know, tips for setting um, healthy and effective boundaries, mostly what they're actually interested in is, you know, how do I get people to adhere to my boundaries? How do I get people to to um, acknowledge and and be consistently respectful towards my boundaries? Um, and this is tricky because, unfortunately, we can't control the behavior of others. Trust me, I've tried all my life and with very little success, um, and it doesn't stop me. Uh, once in a while from continuing to try. But there are a few things that we can do that will optimize our opportunity, that we uh, can set boundaries that for the most part are um, acknowledged and respected and responded to. Um, But again, like I said, there's no guarantee people have different ideas. Um, And and one of the things that that we are acknowledging first off is that you know, we all have a different sense of measurement of certain experiences. You know, what might be a minor boundary to one person may be a major boundary to somebody else. And if we're not quite, um, we're not understanding what the meaning making is behind that boundary, uh, we we might um, over respond or under respond to somebody's needs and requirements, um, or they might do that to us purely because we don't understand the meaning and the impact behind something for another human being. So boundary setting and the discussions of these things um, can be a real opportunity to get to know someone more deeply. It can be a real opportunity to foster deeper understanding, deeper safety, love, connection, and intimacy 
inside our relationships. Um, as we foster a place of, of, of being able to have calm um, discussion around boundaries. So, um, you know, what doesn't help, <laughs> so to speak, there are a number of things, but, but one thing around boundaries is that we're not looking to set a boundary ideally from a reactive place. Um, sometimes we're not sure what is and what isn't okay until we get into certain experiences. Um, but ideally, as best as we possibly can, we're having discussions about what's important to us and what's appropriate to us and what we constitute as okay behavior long before um, those experiences present. So we're looking for quiet, connected times in our relationship where we, we're not rushed, we're not um, carrying excessive uh, stress and anxiety. Um, these are the times to have these conversations um, rather than in the heat of the moment when our anxiety levels are up, our stress levels are up, and we can become, we can, we can speak with truth, but it will come from a highly reactive place, which minimizes our chance of being heard or pushes someone into um, reluctant compliance or open rebellion, depending, uh, which is never really our intention. We don't want to be setting up inadvertent power dynamics, um, but, but rather, you know, points of clarification around, you know, how, how do I be uh, the most complimentary partner to you and you to me, um, we, you know, without necessarily giving myself away at very, very deep, deep levels or coming at a cost to me personally. Um, so ideally, if we're talking about boundaries, we're talking about them long before we actually need to, to, uh, to call upon them, um, to action them. Um, that way, you know, people are warned in advance. We've got a compass for good behavior and poor behavior in a relationship that's mutually agreed upon in a calm, uh, mature kind of way rather than, um, and, and it's set with the sense of planning and pre-activity um, rather than from a place of the instantness and reactivity, which really runs the risk that, um, one, it's not going to be as clean and elegant a boundary as it could be, and, and two, like I said, we're, we're really stacking the deck in our fa in, in favour of that boundary falling over. Um, so that's the first thing. When we are having the conversations, we're having them from a pre-planning place rather than a place of, of necessity, and we're having them from a place of openness and calm. Um, we are avoiding threatening people. Um, if, the, if you don't do this, I'm leaving. If, you know, so we're, we're not setting boundaries through a place of threatening punishment or um, cold withdrawal that in some way, if you don't adhere to my, um, my, my requirements, then I'm going to punish you in one way or another. Um, you know, so we're avoiding threatening one another because mostly that, gets, that pushes people into defensiveness or abandonment or reactivity, and that doesn't help when it comes to setting and maintaining healthy boundaries. And we are making sure that as, as much as possible, we're very clear on what the boundary looks like. Um, so, you know, making statements like, you need to treat me better, you need to speak with more respect, um, while in concept, those things are quite valid, um, there's a lot of ambiguity, there's a lot of room for gray, there's a lot of room for ambiguity and misinterpretation rather than, well, what does speaking to me respectfully sound like? You know, if I'm 
saying to you, for goodness sakes, will you just sort yourself out? You're acting like an absolute child. Um, that the tone and the choice of words, um, the, the meaning I'm, you know, how that makes me feel as I feel disrespected rather than um, if you're speaking to me, you know, in a slower tone, in a softer, uh, using a softer tone of voice and you're um, far more complimentary in, in your word choice and non-accusatory or attacking, um, we, you know, we're giving people examples, sensory examples, concrete examples of what these things look like to us because otherwise, you know, that reduces the chance of guessing and in particular incorrect guessing because my chance of, even though I've got a good intention and I want to acknowledge your boundaries, but if I'm guessing, especially from a place of stress and reactivity, then there's every chance I'm going to get that wrong. And in a moment where I'm looking for you and I to come closer to each other, we inadvertently can push each other further apart. Um, we're making sure that we're not swiping, you know, we're not backhandering people when they, you know, we ask for a boundary to be acknowledged, somebody does it, and then, you know, we, we just turn around and say, thank you, I really appreciate that, is, is a useful response. An unuseful response is turning around and saying, see, was that so hard to do? You know, um, this is where we really undo our, you know, those steps forward in intimacy and connection and mutual respect by giving these kinds of um, backhanded side swipes to people when they do do the right thing rather than just a simple thank you, I really appreciate that, it means a lot to me and then leaving it at that, keeping it simple, uh, complimentary and, you know, we're, we're acknowledging when, when somebody is, um, you know, uh, respecting and honouring our boundaries. Um, so, like I said, we're making sure that we're having discussions about it boundaries long before we need them. We're making sure that we are being as clear and specific about what what is okay and what isn't okay in behaviour so that people aren't, aren't needing to guess. Um, and then the other element is we can start small and work up. If, if there's certain things that you would like more of in your relationship but it's really creating tension and anxiety for you to ask for it, then start small. Start with little things and, and, and build up to, uh, to things that you perceive as being uh, more of a demand on your partner, uh, more of a stretch for your partner to consistently acknowledge and validate, um, then that's where we say we, just, we start with little things and then we work from there. Um, so those are a few things on setting effective boundaries. But what happens if, um, you know, we've been clear, We've talked about things in advance and then consistently um, these things are not acknowledged. Then same, we have to make sure, you know, in those moments we're seeking clarification from a non-reactive, non-punishing, non-judgmental kind of way, which can be really tricky when we're so frustrated. I've just asked for some very simple things in, in, as, as I perceive them in my mind um, and again, you, you know, warning about measurement. I think those are simple requests. I don't necessarily know that my partner views them the same way. They, they might see them as quite demanding requests. So we're able to have conversation about the boundaries, you know. And, and again, this is where same thing. We're avoiding threatening people um, if they don't comply. Um but we're able to sort of say, okay, this is what I asked for, this is what it looked like, and what I've noticed is that consistently, uh, I, you know, I, I feel quite hurt when this doesn't happen, um, 
is there something we need to talk about uh, about this? I'd like to explore it um, be, because this means a lot to me, and I'm and I'm wondering, um, is there some way that we can talk about this? Some way to to to, to find out um, how we might be able to do this better. So we're we're approaching um, the platform or the conversation with giving people. Um, we're putting people in their best light. We're giving them the best opportunity. Um, and then the problem sometimes is that, um, you know, if we consistently set very, very clear boundaries and people can consistently choose to completely ignore them or steamroll over them, um, then we need to make a choice. We need to make a choice about what's acceptable for us in our lives. Um, sometimes prior to partnership, if we're able to watch the way people behave, we might already get a good idea of who we're kind of going into a relationship with. Um, and then the other element that we, we want to be able to kind of do, you know, and again, it's difficult. It really is difficult. And, and it's up to each person as to what their level of tolerance in a relationship is. It's, it's very easy from a place of advice to go, well, you need to set boundaries. You can give people three, three strikes and out rule. And then if that's not the case, well, you just, you know, you go, well, they can move on and I'm going to find somebody else. And that's easy to say uh, as, a, as a concept of advice but it's very different when people have to live the consequences of that or they're not re willing to. So, you know, it's it's very important that we're not setting ourselves up and accidentally undermining ourselves by setting boundaries that or 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 threatening or ultimating, ultimating, setting, you know, giving people ultimatums, that might be a better way to say it, <laughs> um, is that, you know, we're, we're not doing anything that we can't action. Um, when people push back on that and, and then we cave um, and, and then punish them instead um, when we're the ones who have undermined our position. Um, if, if, we, if we can't set a boundary we aren't willing to hold or, or we're threatening people that we're not willing to, to go through on, if I can't see this by June the 28th, then I'm going to be leaving the relationship and moving on. And June 28th comes and, you know, nothing's changed and you don't leave, um, all you do is kind of um, coldly punish and withdraw from the person, um, um, or, or make um, or, or complain to to everybody around you um, about how deeply dissatisfied you are. And I get the pain of all that; I really do. Um, but probably, if we weren't willing to follow through on on the boundaries we set for ourselves, even then probably best not not to set them right now and continue to keep working towards mutuality and openness. Like I said, these are generalised pieces of advice because this is such a highly complex and individual um, area and there's so much more that can be said about this than, than in a very uh, brief podcast, but I hope it at least gives you some uh, parameters to look at. Um, one of the key things when when we're going for kind of setting boundaries to to optimize the chance of success is that one of the things we, we basically do is we put more energy and investment back into the excitement and passion side of the relationship. Um, when we first meet someone and we don't quite feel metaphorically like we have them buttoned down yet, then then we really are compliant. We're really attentive. Um, there's no effort in that. You, you know, we, no, nothing is is um, nothing is too much of a request. We're actively going out of our way to make the person feel attractive, acknowledged, special, validated, um, and then at a certain period in time, when we perceive we've quote unquote got them, 
then we then progressively we start to do less of those things. Um, and so one of the things when we're when we're looking to kind of optimize the opportunity that that our boundaries will be accepted is paradoxically we go back into focusing on boosting our our connection and our relationship bond with our partner. You know, so we're going back to doing fun things. We're going back to to just spending a bit of time really enjoying each other and really connecting back. Because when we can reconnect with the energy that first brought us together, or organically, we're we're already going to be a lot more flexible. We're going to be a lot more willing to hear each other, and we're going to be a lot more willing to accommodate one another. So, um, in order to get more of what you want, paradoxically, there's a place of coming back into. Um, into giving and connecting and and re-strengthening the um, the uh, the eros of the relationship, so to speak, the life energy of the relationship. We're, we're we're reinvigorating the relationship. We're reinvigorating the connection between ourselves and our partner, and then we're creating those kinds of spaces where we're both back in in, in a place of real enjoyment uh, and 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 calm and connection, and then that optimizes the time to start to talk again about, you know, the the boundaries. And and when we're talking about them, we're talking about what we would wish for, um, not hiding behind angry criticisms about what we're not getting. You know, I really wish we could spend a bit more time together because I really value your company. I, I really feel so good when when we're in, you know, wondrous com conversation and, and, um, and we're close to each other. I really treasure those times is you know that that's speaking from wish that's speaking from request that's a little bit more vulnerable to speak from that place um but sometimes what people do is they they hide the wish and the request under a criticism or an attack you know that looks like oh well you know how long since you've spent any quality time with me you know i feel like you're completely ignoring me and over prioritizing everybody else and uh it's almost as if you don't care anymore um and I really hate the fact that you're always out about and everybody else gets all your attention and I never get any. Um, that That's probably, um, that's stacking the, you know, that, that's creating a place of non-receptivity um, rather than ideally what we want to be really working on is, is fostering those places of receptivity, fostering those places where we can maximise the chance that we're going to be heard. Like I said, can't guarantee, um, but we're doing the best we can uh, when we're having those potentially challenging conversations that, that we can be heard, that we can talk through it and, and that we can keep working on it. So that we might set some boundaries and they might take time. We might have to keep revisiting those conversations. And, and sometimes it, it just is a case of going, um, you, you know, I'm going to keep bringing this conversation up. I'm going to keep trying different ways to talk about this in calm, non-reactive ways. Um, because sometimes we're very quick to shut down. We're, you know, we're quick to throw our hands up in 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 kind of powerlessness um, when there's probably a lot of other things we could try. Oh, I've tried everything. Um, uh, you know, really everything. You know, you know, kind of have you worn a clown's hat and a clown nose while trying to set boundaries? Have you, you know, tried doing it while kind of standing on your head and talking to your partner that way. You know, you know, there, there, there's always other options. And, and when we tend to get over-focused in what we think an other is doing uh, less than adequately, sometimes that inadvertently means that we can under-focus on all the possible choices that we have. Um, so, like I said, very complex, very personal uh, kind of paradigm between you and another person. It varies couple to couple um, in terms of boundaries.
Um, but but certainly, um, I would encourage you. Um, you know, one of the key boundaries is is our is our psychological and physical safety. Um, and I'd very much encourage you um, that 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 is definitely when we're when we're navigating these waters of relationship. Those are those are really very core and very very important elements that we're not putting ourselves in you know places of of physical and and psycholo- extreme psychological and physical risk uh, when dealing with other people, especially when it's it's you know it's non consensual. So um, you know those are ones where sometimes we have to get a third party in to assist us if we're talking about extremely toxic dynamics. Um, but maybe that might be a conversation um, for another day. You know what we're talking about here is relatively healthy, open, willing partnerships. Um, that's that's generally the context that I'm talking about when with the, the kinds of things that we've looked at today. So I hope it helps. I hope it offers you some, some insights and um, in terms of fostering deeper connection and, and uh, uh, deeper uh, productivity and, and, um, and really strengthening the bond between you and another person and, and deepening your love. Uh, because I think we all really deserve wondrous relationships and I wish everyone really uh, the absolute best in their relational journeys going forward. And like I said, once again, thanks for listening to the episode. So as usual, if you've been following along um, throughout the course of the tool series, uh, my profoundest gratitude uh, for continuing to listen along and support the program. If you've just joined us, uh, the way you can support the show, go to down, uh, to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it helps the reach of the program. We're very, very grateful for your support on that front. Um, I'm also available on uh, Podbean and Stitcher. And, um, of course, you can visit uh, the website, emergencetraining.com.au, do private consultations, uh, in-house business trainings and public trainings on all sorts of elements of people dynamics. Um, and uh, then, of course, there's also the YouTube channel, the Sean Healy Relationship Resourcing Series. Um, you're welcome to kind of check that out too. And if there's any ideas for episodes, please reach out to the website, um, put your uh, requests forward. And if I know um, uh, enough about the topic to be comfortable at least to open up a um, a, a bit of a dialogue about it, then um, definitely happy to kind of look at it. Um, but as always, thank you to everyone for listening to the program um, in whatever country in the world you're listening uh, to this in. I'm really, really grateful. Um, and uh, until next time, bye for now. <laughs>